Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Mike, our producer's here live with us. I love it. What's up, Mike? Let's go. Say hi to to everybody, Mike. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday. That's Mike, our producer. I'm so happy he got some screen time. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) I appreciate you. Guys, if you weren't like, going to give you know, it to him, he had to get it yeah. himself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike uh, is is works the magic behind the scenes. Uh, so yeah, so he, I'm I'm so happy everyone knows what, what Mike looks like now. Um, <laughs> hope everyone's doing well on this Friday. We're going into week 14. Um, we're going to go over uh, a bunch of start sick questions today. All right. Um, you know, we're we're answering everyone's questions. Hopefully, these these questions and these answers will help you and help a lot of people going into the week um a lot of injury uh stuff to talk about we're going to get into that right now uh and we're also going to get into some underdog stuff you can see a little preview of the underdog contest that they have going into week 14 um you know goal line the goal line stand ten dollar entry for thirty thousand dollars in prices a battle royale for the main slate five dollar entry two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in prizes uh and the bomb a hundred dollar entry for the big ballers out there and a little double up action five dollars turns into ten dollars if you if you finish in the top uh you know 50 percent uh it's called the training camp five dollar entry gets you 10 bucks if you just do better than 50 percent of the field um so yeah just wanted to kind of shout that out real quick um but for now Let's get into some injury news, and we'll get into that stuff. Dra- Zach and I are going to be doing one of these Battle Royale contests. We're going to be drafting live here. Uh, it's a six-person draft, 
$5 entry, uh, $225,000 in prizes. Uh, so hoping we can win some money, Zach. And if yeah. I win, I promise uh, I'll give you a little cut. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a little cut of it. Um, now, a couple interesting injury news, uh, in- pieces of injury news. Number one, Saquon Barkley, Brian Dable is talking about that he might, uh, that he hopes that Saquon is going to play this weekend. Um, so keep that in mind, Zach. Yeah, if you need to go on sleeper right now and, go, <laughs> and pick up Matt Breida, go ahead, dude. It's all good. Oh, thanks go for, for the heads up. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's possible. You know, I I don't think we got a um, a a confirmation of whether Saquon is going to practice or not today, and it seems like he might practice on a limited basis. Uh, but you know, Breida would be the guy I would say to pick up and play. Uh, if Saquon is out, he would probably be like a low end RB two for me. Um, it's not the worst matchup in the world against the Eagles, but he's somebody that you can pick up, somebody you can put in your DFS lineups for cheap. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much that. Um, how much confidence from a scale of one to ten would you have in Matt Breida to having a decent RB two type of day if Saquon is out, Matt, uh, Zach? A decent RB two type of day, I I I'd give it an eight. I think oh, okay, a, a decent RB two. If he finishes as an RB two, I think I'm satisfied. I mean, I agree. If it's a low end RB two, obviously you feel like there's some meat left on the bone because he's not he's not just he's not a bad running back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. I do think that he should be locked in though to be a I think a top twenty you know play because who else is there in that backfield? And there's not many receiving options in that offense. So I think that having Matt Breida, you pick him up and you start him, you should be able to uh, get some production out of him this week, especially with especially if you're missing Saquon Barkley. You know you you need to make up that production as best as you can and there's not really anybody else left on the wire that's going to be sitting there for you to pick up heading into the week so i think matt Brito, you have to pick him up if you have saquon barkley what about leonard fournette he popped up at the injury report yesterday with a foot injury he's not practicing today on friday they play on sunday night this is not a good sign for fournette i think fournette's one of those people that like put one of those players who could literally like on sunday they'll say like okay fournette's playing he's active you never know yeah right no hopefully we'll get some clarity when it comes to that on Sunday or maybe even before Sunday. Uh, but if he is out, obviously this is a very tough matchup for running backs. But if you're in a full PPR league, you got to fire Rashad White up either way if one yeah. out. I-, I think even if he does play, I mean, if he's on the injury report now, I don't see a reason for them to run him into the ground. You know, maybe they'll give him a little – a slightly smaller workload than he would get. Obviously, those snaps have kind of been splitting, you know, relatively evenly up the middle. But I think with a healthy Rashad White, I'd rather have a healthy Rashad White on the field, you know, 80% of the time than, you know, banged up Leonard Fournette. And I'm not saying he's going to be banged up to the point where he can't contribute, but if he's going to be limited in any fashion, you know, Rashad White could get two-minute snaps. There's no reason to have Leonard Fournette out there in those situations. So he might get like a stranglehold on those if he doesn't have it already. And that could make him, I think, a better play than he is right now, or he was yesterday um, before this injury report came out. So I'm definitely, you know, firing up Rashad White at this point if I have him. Um, I'm not as confident if I have Leonard Fournette, but if you have no no better options, you know, you, you can fire him up too. But it is a really tough matchup. I'm not anticipating a whole lot out of this backfield or this offense in general, except for maybe Chris, Chris Godwin doing his thing. But that's has nothing to do with the running backs. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has just been peppering his running backs this year, right? So. Right. You know, it's one of those situations where, you know, it's not like the 49ers are, you know, they allow pass catchers to run the ball. I mean, to, to catch the uh, running backs to catch the ball. I'm sorry. Uh, they've allowed 50, 56 receptions to running backs this year, which is right like middle of the pack, middle of the league. So it's not like, you know, they're they're just defending that like crazy. It doesn't really matter 
you know, if Rashad White is super efficient or not, if you're playing a full PPR, you know, if he catches six, seven balls, you're happy. And it's possible he catches damn near 10. He almost did. He caught all nine of his targets two weeks ago when Fournette was out. Um, right. I'm sorry, the week before. There was a week after the bye, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, fire him six up. Catches, six catches for four yards will net you 10 points. So that's all you need. Four, six catches for four yards is eight, what, eight yards? A little less than eight yards? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not a yeah. math major. But that's not a very high efficiency number that you have to reach with six catches, you know. And that, I think it's very well within his range of outcomes for him to get that, like we said, against his 49ers defense. Yeah. I would take six for 40 for my running back, to be honest with you. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm looking at some other injury news. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is practicing today, uh, which is great news. Um yeah. Any any quick notes on, on yesterday's game at all? Like, you know, Baker Mayfield, like not what we expected at all. No. Right? <laughs> could, Literally. Could you pick him up? Could you stream him maybe in the future? I mean, obviously, it was Band of Brothers that he was working no. with. Like, there's nobody on that offense. No. I mean, he, he got it done. But um, no. I, I no. think my main cannot, note. In, in a ahead. one quarterback league? No. No, not in one quarterback. But in two quarterback, super flex. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Low end QB two maybe, maybe uh, I think that maybe. I think he could sneak in there because you know he looked actually pretty good for having you know a day and a half of the playbook you know down. So I- I'm not sure. My takeaways I have two takeaways from this game. One that Baker Mayfield you know props to him. It was impressive. He looked good. Um, obviously leading that comeback big deal. I think it was the longest come longest go ahead touchdown drive in like the last forty years or something. It was ninety eight yards going down the field. But was then it really. I think it was. It was a 98-yard drive. And granted, they got bailed out. He threw an interception that was called back by penalty, and they lost a sack, the defense did, that was also called back by penalty. So they got a little help. But it was a 98-yard touchdown drive. So that was impressive. But then my other takeaway was, man, Devontae Adams screwed you going into the playoffs this week. You know, 10 points. They didn't throw him the ball. Six targets. That's inexcusable. I'm not sure what they're doing there on offense. I mean, obviously, Mac Hollins is, you know, he's not anybody to sneeze at at receiver, but Derek Carr had 130-some yards passing. Like, what are you doing? I know that Josh Jacobs is also very good, and they ran the offense pretty much exclusively through him. But that entire second half, like, what were they doing? I, I don't even know. The first half, I mean, he had that those three catches and those two 30-plus yarders to open the first half. But then the second half of the game, he, he just didn't do anything. They didn't get him the ball at all. So that was just inexcusable. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, obviously, I'm tilting a little bit because I have him. But – you know, with Devontae Adams, definitely other owners. He's been on such a tear this week. You're expecting to have this contribute that really strong contribution heading into the playoffs. You didn't get that this week. So I'm not worried about him in the future, but that was just that was just rough. And we've seen this happen before a couple of times this season where they just get away from using it. Derek Carr had a good matchup coming into t- today. And what does Derek Carr do in good matchups? He shits the bed. A big car crash. That's what it was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Zach, that's why I keep you around, dude. Um, yeah, man. So Josh Jacobs, he hurt his pinky. He left for he left for like one drive, uh, and he came back. Just keep an eye on that pinky. I'm sure he'll be fine. I, I don't think yeah. he's gonna let a pinky keep him out for any games. Um, I think that's really all the takeaways I had. But I can't believe that Baker Mayfield did what he did last night. It's unbelievable. Um, it was, have we seen uh, that think... type of game before? Like, think about it. Do you, do you remember that game script no. happening like four days I... ago? No. Not Remember the Buccaneers game? It was it finished. It was 16 to 3 was the lead. There were three minutes left. They were on the goal line. They scored yeah. a touchdown. The other team does nothing with the ball. 
They get the ball right back and go down and score a touchdown. To get the go get the go ahead touchdown. Two times in five days. I thought that was not even five that, days, that, four days. That's true. A, a Baker Mayfield did score two touch. I mean, he did ha- lead two touchdown drives in the last like what, like four minutes or whatever it was. Three minutes, I think is what it was. Because that's exactly what Tom Brady did. We were like, where have we seen this before? Right. You know well, what I mean? You know, Tom Brady and, and Baker Mayfield, they're 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 one guy. They're the same guy. So yeah, one and the you same. Know, you know, that, so that makes sense. Um <laughs> Travis Homer, uh, he practiced in full yesterday on Thursday, uh, which is a great sign that he's going to be available. Keep an eye on Kenneth Walker's status today. If he doesn't practice, Homer is would be the guy. If DJ Dallas doesn't practice either and he's out, I'm pretty confident in starting Travis Homer this week as a solid RB2 with upside. Uh, going up against the Panthers, I think it's a good matchup. I think Homer can, Homer can get it done. Yeah, there's no reason to think they can't get it done. The Seahawks offense is good. And that's pretty much like enough said. You know, I'm not sure what exactly to expect in terms of his workload. I'm not sure if they're going to lean more on Geno Smith. You have to imagine they will because, you know, they're pretty thin at running back and they don't want to run this guy into the ground, risk an injury again because he is, you know, coming off. Yeah, he was a little banged up before this game. And pretty much anyone in the Seahawks backfield is besides Wayne Gallman because he just came off the practice squad. But I-, I would temper expectations a little bit, but he should be able to contribute. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown just because this offense is as good as it is. Jalen Waddle was upgraded to full, so he's good to go. That that leg injury uh, shouldn't be concerning. Um, both Nico Collins and uh, Brandon Cooks are not expected to play against Dallas, so this seems like it's going to be a terrible situation for that offense, and Cow- the Cowboys are just going to run all over these guys. Uh, Mike Williams as well, he was upgraded to full, so he should be good to go. And that's really about it. Um, I wouldn't be – you know, I don't think there's – too many other concerns, uh, but we'll monitor uh, today's practice reports. And if anything comes out uh, during the show, if everyone in the chat can keep an eye on that, that'll be awesome. I'll, I'll also keep an eye on that as well. And maybe Mike can uh, can also take a look too. So a let's couple, get into a co- Yeah, go ahead. Before we, go for it. One more thing. A couple receivers, DK Metcalf and Amari Cooper, both showed up. They got designations like the middle of the day like yesterday mm-hmm. is what it was. Um, I don't think it's major. But Amari Cooper, it's a hip injury. I think, is it DK Metcalf also with a hip injury? Yeah, both of them have hip injuries right now. They went on the yes. practice report, and they showed up with hip injuries. I'm not worried about that yet, but definitely monitor them because those are two pretty big-name players. Um, I wasn't happy seeing them light up. Like I hate when my lineup lights up like a dashboard on a project car. It's just terrible. <laughs> so uh, I saw that. I, I'm not worried about it yet. I don't know if anybody else panicking. There's no need to panic yet, but if this continues to be a problem, you know, heading into uh, tomorrow or whatever we're here today, you know, just keep an eye on that moving into the this weekend's games. Yeah, I'm I'm checking. I'm trying to check Amari Cooper's uh, practice status right now. Uh, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. But in the meantime, oh, here we go. Let's take doesn't a look. practice Friday. Oh, it says doesn't practice Friday, but he's expected to play Sunday. Hmm. That's hmm. a little. That's a little. Okay, that changes it hmm. a little bit. Is it DPJ week? I mean, I know it's Deshaun Watson, but. It could be, you know, or David Njoku, David Njoku, you know, he could get a boost. I know he wasn't playing last week, but we have him high in the rankings. Both both guys would get boosts. Yeah. Um, You know, listen, I I know they're saying that they, they, if Amari Cooper isn't practicing on Friday, I would, you know, take that with a, take the fact that they're saying that he's going to play with a grain of salt. You know, I would, I would, I would definitely prepare for Amari Cooper not to play this week. uh, If uh, he's not practicing today. He can play, and if he does play, sure, throw him in your lineup. But I wouldn't uh, assume that he's going to play just because this report says he's going to play. Yeah, 
I, I wouldn't either. And, you know, we were talking about Amari Cooper maybe not being as solid of a play now with Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously finding his feet at quarterback. But this is also just another layer to peel back on this onion, you know, that it looks like we're going to be getting from Amari Cooper the rest of the way. Um, hopefully he plays. But I, I with this kind of coming out now, do we move him in? Is he like, is he a low end wide receiver too now at this point? He, he, I mean, he already was. He was already? I, I, is he a flex I think play now? We, we had him around wide receiver 19, 20 ish. Right. So I think he's like more like wide receiver 23, 24. Right. So borderline say. wide receiver too. We, we, we're also going to have to move uh, Juju down a little bit just in case uh, Kawan Williams is back for Denver. Uh, he's their standout nickel corner. You know, if 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 he if Kawan Williams is back this week, then I don't like Juju because we know that Denver. You know, since Kawan Williams has been out, they've been pretty vulnerable out of the slot because they've been, you know, playing. I forgot who who it was that they're playing in the nickel, who's not that good, and they've been letting up a lot of fantasy points out of the slot. So Juju, you got to downgrade to him if Kawan Williams plays. If Kawan Williams is not back this week, then I'm perfectly fine playing Juju as a solid wide receiver too this week. Um, right. So just keep that in mind because he was right around that tier with Amari Cooper. I think he was uh, right in, under. In the rankings. I think it was. Yeah. Was it nineteen and twenty back to back? Yeah. I know he was yeah, on it, that second slide. So I, I would play Juju over Amari uh, if Kawan Williams is out this yeah. week. I, I think I would too, and I'm not a big Juju guy. So yeah, you're, you're not. You you're not know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, who, who else? Who was the other guy that you mentioned? DK Metcalf. DK right? Metcalf, but um, his well, doesn't he, seem like it's going to be too much trouble. Uh, he, well, and also he's on the West Coast too, so yeah, um, we're not. Gonna I, I, I don't think it's going to be too bad. I'm not worried about about DK. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, but let's get into some questions. Let's do it, okay? Uh, I'm scrolling up to the top of the chat here. We got to pick two guys. Leron Bitten is asking. Latavius Murray, you got to pick two here. Latavius Murray, uh, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, or Slayton. Leonard Fournette's situation, I don't think I would be playing him this week, uh, you know, given the fact that he's hurt. So I'll probably play Rashad White over him regardless. I, yep. I think my pick here is Rashad White regardless of whether Leonard Fournette plays or not. If Guaranteed. Fournette plays, I think I'm going to play Rashad White, obviously, but I think I'm going Rashad no matter what. Oh, we got to yeah, pick two. I'm sorry. Yeah. got to pick two. So, I, I'd pick... so Rashad and who? I would go Rashad and Darius Slayton. Uh, Darius Slayton has quietly been getting it done. He's had a really nice floor and a little bit of upside. Um, that's something that you're not going to have with Latavius Murray. And then, obviously, if you're starting Rashad White, there's no reason to be starting Leonard Fournette. So, I would stick with Slayton and Rashad White. I think I agree with you. Perfect. I think I agree. Um, all right, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm going. With, let's let's find the next question here. 
Daniel Weston's asking, uh, Breeder or Homer if both Saquon and Walker don't play? Uh, this one's this easy for tough. me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's hear. Let's hear. Maybe you I'm can sway tra- me. I, I'm going Travis Homer. Um, I'm just going with the better offense. Um, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to be able to move the ball. I, I'm a fan of Travis Homer. I think he's a better running back than Matt Breida. Um, he's been efficient this year when he's gotten opportunities. Preseason, he's looked good. So I'm going Travis Homer personally. Yeah, I view these two in a very similar light in terms of what I'm expecting for them in terms of their workload. I mean, I know Breida, like we said, I guess Homer is on a better offense, but I'm not sure how much workload he's going to get. Brita, I think he's going to be in that same department because Daniel Jones, he can run too. And who knows what they're going to you know, deploy uh, in this matchup. So I don't want to say Brita, but I, I'll go with the, I'll go with hey, you on Homer. The, off, the, offense is better for, the offense is better for Seattle. I don't think the touchdown upside is there for Brita as much as it is with Travis Homer, like you said. It just takes one trip to the red zone, the goal line, and there you go. You got Homer. Boom. He should get a touchdown. Boom. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Tejas is saying that he clinched a playoff sl- spot last week. Isn't that nice, Tejas? Must be yeah. nice. Must be so nice to have clinched a playoff. I'm just kidding. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, yeah. I- I'm just, I'm just messing that, with that, you. that was because of us. It's because you watched the podcast. So the rest of you, you know, just if you're not watching the podcast already, just, uh, you know, listen, jump I, on. I'm, That's I'm, how you win I'm, playoff I'm, spots. Listen, man, this is my this is our podcast, and both of us are still fighting for our playoffs lives in, in, in our league. Hey. You know, it's funny. In our league, I was just looking at it. Uh, I was just texting with a couple of buddies. In our league that we have together, the lead, only league that matters, yeah. I um, I realized that I, I'm i at the fourth spot right now. I'm at, mm-hmm. I'm at the in, – in our rankings, and, like, I think the top six out of the 12 make it. And yep. I can either go all the way up to the two spot, with, with, like, depending on what happens this week, or I can mm-hmm. be out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> when half the league, when not only half the league, so we have 10 teams at six or seven and better. When that happens, you could fall based on points scored down to that 10 spot pretty easily. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and it's the same thing with me. And I'm screwed this week because my team is not looking good. I'm a waiver wire warrior this week. And that's what I have. <laughs> uh, the, you know, Dude, the, uh, what, what you is also the, have um, Amari. You have Amari potentially out too, right? Yeah. No. Oh, crap. You're right. Oh man, you, you might you might want to pick up Brita, dude. I, I, I just did. Believe it or not, I did like oh, did. 15 <laughs> minutes ago because he told me to. So I'm like, I'm taking it. My super flex. I think it's oh, going to be Brita. I, I don't know, but I don't know. But this is the thing. I the tiebreaker is point scored, right? Because there's no divisions. It's not like you have a better division record than somebody else in this. It's just the top 12. So the t- tiebreaker is going to be point scored. I'm not projected to score any points this week, so I can't even cling to that. <laughs> right. It's not going to be good. There you go. All right, well, I wish you the best of luck, buddy. Um, Sean is asking, Travis Homer or Knight? Uh, or Zonovan Knight? Um, you know, this is closer than yeah, than than it. I think a lot of people would easily go a Zonovan Knight here. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think I would agree. I think yeah. I would agree. If I had both of these guys, I'm going to go Zonovan Knight because he's more of a sure thing. I wouldn't be surprised that Travis Homer outscores Knight. But I think Knight has a more secure low, a secure role, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he's in a more secure in terms of touches, I think. Um, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm going, I'm going with Zonovan Knight here. This is a funny thing. Cause we said about, it was Brita and Homer was the decision. And you said it was easy. I said it was difficult. This one you say is difficult. I say it's easy. I'm going Zonovan Knight because he has Mr. RB target share at quarterback. It's Mike White. He's just going to be throwing the yeah. ball to him the whole time. So I True. think Zonovan Knight, 
his floor is so safe because of those targets that he's going to get regardless, he could get 10 carries and he's going to be just fine. And I think ultimately, I mean, I'm not saying the Jets offense is better, but it's a division game. You know, I think Knight can get can get it done against the Bills. They've been allowing some more points than usual these past few weeks, especially with Von Miller out. They're not as good as they were uh, the first time these teams first time these two teams met. So I, I'm going with Knight here and it's pretty much head and shoulders above Homer for me. I, I hear that. So right now I have Zonovan Knight and Homer around RB eighteen nineteen ish, um, and then I ha- I would have, pro- I would probably have, uh, what's his name, uh, uh Brita. I would have him around RB twenty two. Okay, so not, it's not too far off actually. It's not no. too far off. It's, it's only a couple spots down. Okay, they're so all, yeah, they're, they're, they're all kind of. Tier. Yeah, so this is a good question, Sean. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Tejas, uh, I'll rest the season question, Tejas. Must be nice, huh? Uh, James Cook. <laughs> He's looking he towards the playoffs. Is he, he a viable fantasy fantasy play rest of the season in PPR? He picked him up off of waivers last week. I, I, I would have to see. I, I want to see what the situation looks like this week. You know, obviously, you know, you picked him up already, so that's good. And he's picked up in most leagues at this point. So let's see what happens this week. You know, I, I really liked what I saw last week. But what we don't want is just this continue to be a three-man backfield in terms of snaps. And what yeah. we don't want is Singletary to, like, kind of be super close uh, to Cook in terms of touches and opportunities, which is they, they were, you know, they were – he was, what, 25% off of his touches uh, opportunities last week, 20 to 15. So – not a huge difference there. So if the numbers are smaller, overall numbers are smaller, then it's going to be a lot closer of a distribution in terms of opportunities. So that's what we want to see, you know, yeah. if you're hoping that James Cook is going to be viable the rest of the season. As of, like this week, I have, I have him as like a borderline low-end RB2, um, but that's because six teams are on by. Yeah. But with James Cook, I think it's a good pickup. You know, first of all, a good pickup if you got him in the waiver ride, it's fine. Um, rest of the season, I do want to see, like you said, one more week because these backfields tend to be really finicky. We've seen this in a bunch of backfields where the snap share just goes back and forth, like the Rams. Obviously, it's a bit more of a drastic case over in LA, but that's just, you know, something that I can compare it to as far as the touches. We've seen the tires. They were spinning the whole time on James Cook, but just last week, they started to get a little tread. They started to get a little grip. And, you know, now it looks like he might be getting a little bit more work. If he's, if we see a same type of a similar workload and similar production this week as last week, then I would say, okay, maybe James Cook is a viable starter. But up until last week, you know, he was pretty much an afterthought. There was a reason he was on the waiver wire before that. I want to see if this workload becomes more solidified before I say that he's a viable fantasy start because outside of last week, he really wasn't. Ver- Versal Thompson is asking, do we drop Brandon Cooks? That's a good question. I think a lot of people are wondering the same thing. Um, he's probably going to be out this week. If you really need to drop him and you need to pick up somebody else to replace him, yeah, drop him. However, yeah. if you can afford to keep him, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to shut him down for the rest of the season. They might. But look at his schedule after Dallas next after Dallas this week. Kansas City, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. You know, if, if he ends up coming back, he could be a solid wide receiver three for you. Maybe. But maybe I'm not I'm not like dying to keep him on my roster. I mean, Davis Mills is back at quarterback, I think, this week. Kyle Allen <clears> got benched. So yes. we've Excuse seen me. them yeah. have rapport. Obviously, I was a big Brandon Cooks guy coming in the season, but that has fallen face flat, you know. So we'll see how that we'll see if that gets any better. But um that's the only thing you can really cling the hope with with Brandon Cooks at this point. The offense is not good. And Damian you know Pierce if Damian Pierce yeah, if Damian Pierce can't overcome this offense there's no way a receiver's going to because Damian Pierce works independently of the quarterback. Brandon Cooks relies on the quarterback, you know, to obviously produce if he's going to be catching the ball. And neither of these quarterbacks are good. 
So I, I would, if you need to drop it, I'd like to keep him. If you, if you can, you know, that's fine. But if you have somebody on the waiver that you're just dying to get, and that's someone that's going to be an immediate contributor for you this week, I'm okay with doing that. Me too. Me too. Uh, Daniel Weston's asking if Mike Williams plays, would you rather play Josh Palmer or Adam Thielen this week? That's Where are you going with Zach? It is tough. It's close. I think I would go with Palmer because I like the matchup. Yeah. You know, obviously Mike Williams is there, but we saw what happened last time he played, and obviously you can't count on that to happen again. But the way the Chargers' offense has come on a little bit, and like I said, the matchup against Miami is good. Thielen has been really quiet behind Justin Jefferson. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot there for him this season. So I would start Palmer just because of the upside. We know he's, you know, liable to take a, a long pass for a touchdown or just a big gain. Thielen, he's been more of a red zone operator. And with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, there's a bunch of other weapons around him um, that have been getting it done uh, better than him this season. So I, I'd start with Paul. I'd start Palmer. I think I agree. It's close, though, because it, the last time that Thielen played the Lions, he had a good game. We talked about the Lions double teaming Jefferson the entire time with Okuda. You know, it could be yeah. a situation where Thielen ends up being open a ton and. You know, he's being found. But with Mike Williams back, who knows? The last time Mike Williams was back, he got hurt in the first play, and Palmer went off that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm leaning, I'm leaning Palmer there. Palmer, I think, has a nicer floor. I mean, Thielen has been hit or miss, you know, pretty much. That's true. All season. That That's yeah. the thing that's kind of making me, like, you know, if you want the sure thing, go Josh Palmer. Um, I do think Josh Palmer's ceiling anyway is higher than Thielen's. Yeah, okay. Tony Stark, nice name, is asking, pick three, PPR, ETN, Jamal Williams, Swift, and White, assuming no Fournette. I think I'm benching Jamal here. Yeah, I feel like you have to. ETN, we know, like we talked about him a lot on this podcast, and you know, you pretty much know how we feel about him. He, he just has to get the workload. He hasn't had that the past few weeks, but he should get that, you know, again this week. And Swift, he's been on the on the rise. He was full participant, I think, was it yesterday? And yeah. he's back. You know, that was just a little blip on the radar. Thank God. And then Rashad White, like we said, we can start him, assuming maybe if you obviously assuming Fournette isn't playing in this scenario, I think White's a better play than Jamal. Uh, it's close for me between Etienne and Jamal. Like if you're shooting for like ridiculous upside, Jamal might be the play just because he could get two touchdowns on the ground. Um, yeah. You know, so like I'm okay playing him. Like Etienne is vulnerable. Like both are vulnerable for a low scoring game if Jamal ends up not scoring. If Jamal doesn't score, that's it for him, right? And um, yeah. I guess he's due to not score. Uh, <laughs> like, ETN is due for a bigger game. Um, so I think I'm going to ETN Swift and White, personally. ETN has a better so, uh, role, too. You know, like we said. Yeah, 100%. What's called? He, Williams he plays... works exclusively on the ground. And that's about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Uh, Terrell Taltuin is asking, hello, I need one running back and one flex. Uh, Homer, Pacheco, Pierce, Knight. James Cook, Gallup, and Slayton. Okay, let's remove Gallup and Slay Slayton from this. Let's remove James Cook from this. Um, let's bring it down to – I'm going to remove Pierce as well. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Against so it, it, defense, yeah. So pick two out of these three. Pacheco, Homer, or Zonovan Knight? I'm going to go Pacheco and Knight. That's I think I so. I think I, I think I am too. It's, it's close. I, I'm definitely starting Knight. I think it's close with Pacheco and Homer just because of the matchup. You know, obviously against Denver, we're not sure how good this offense is going to do. Pacheco might not have – I mean, the Chiefs, obviously they have high touchdown upside, but it might not be as high, and Pacheco might be a little bit dependent on that. Where Homer, you know, could be a contributor, you know, throughout the game. He could get 
some targets. You know, you can catch some passes. I might be talking myself into starting Homer, but first glance, no, I'm going to say I, I think, Knight I, and Pacheco. I think you're right. I think you're right. I have a feeling that Pacheco is going to near or go over 20 carries this week. Um, the way to beat Denver, I know they have Patrick Mahomes, but I think the way to beat Denver is through the ground. We've seen Andy Reid do this on some occasions where they choose to go through the ground, and I think this is going to be one of those games. Um, so I think Pacheco is going to get you know 18-plus carries in this game. Uh, Denver's run defense isn't as good as their pass defense, which is they're, they're really stout, You know, especially, like I said, you know, if they get their nickel corner back, Kwan Williams, this week, then yeah. it's definitely a situation where you want to run the ball as much as possible. So I'm going Pacheco and Pierce as well with Homer, a close third. Pacheco and Knight, right? Not Pierce. What did I say? Pacheco and Pierce? Pierce. I'm sorry. I meant Pacheco yeah. and Knight. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks for it. He's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Pacheco and Pierce. I'm putting them in my lineup. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not what we meant. Um, Brett Barker. Nice name. Not a lot of cool names here. Brett yeah. Barker. Um, pick TV. one for flex. Uh, Rashad White, Pacheco, Jalen Warren, Rondell Moore, Kadarius Tony. Um, Rondell Moore. I don't think Rondell Moore is going to play this week, dude. Like I yeah, know their I game so. is on. I know their game is on Monday night. He didn't practice yesterday. Um, you know, just keep an eye on that. You would have to know if he's going to play on Sunday. So I'm probably just going to play Rashad White, yeah. assuming and- that Fournette's out. That might be one of the deciders, you know. Obviously, I think if if, if Rondo Moore was playing, maybe I would consider him if he was. More... If we know, like, like on Sunday morning, if I find out that Leonard Fournette is going to play, and Rondo Moore is going to play in the PPR league, I'm going Rondo Moore. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. But because we don't know the situation, obviously with Rondo Moore, you're going to get left out to dry if you wait and then yeah. he doesn't play. I think the safest bet here is Rashad White. I have a feeling Ronda Moore isn't even going to practice the rest of the week. I think he's going to right. be back the following week. And then Greg Dorch is somebody that you could pick up uh, this week. I'll definitely put out a story on Greg Dorch later today, uh, especially since he's already picked up in our league. Was was he dealing with an injury too? I thought I remember. Yeah, but he's that. back. Right. Okay. He's, he's back. Uh, my, my, my brother-in-law, who's completely out of contention uh, for the playoffs, picked him up. So there's yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Henderson, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Does Mayfield make the Rams wide receivers relevant? That's a good question. Um, we have to see more. Yeah, like he just stepped in, he threw to whoever was open, and who knows who his favorite targets end up being. Tyler Higby, his route participation ended up going super high, but he ended up only with three targets in this game. Maybe that changes. Yeah. Who knows? I want to drop him, but I can't now. I could, but I don't want to. And like it's one of the situations where I don't know if I'm dying to pick up Skoranek, if I'm dying to pick up Jefferson or Tutu Atwell. Like I don't know. Like I I don't want to because like you know you pick up one guy, the other guy ends up going off next week. This is Baker Mayfield we're talking about. We just gotta yeah. keep that in mind. This is Baker Mayfield who couldn't support uh, a two-headed wide receiver core with Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So <laughs> remember, remember DJ Moore, superstar wide receiver. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to. Right. And I forget, some, some people were saying, and obviously I guess it was okay to get caught up in the optimism a little bit, but some people were saying that was the best quarterback that DJ Moore has had in his career. <laughs> what, Baker so. Mayfield? Yeah. Yeah, I was saying that. That's what I was saying going into this year. That was me. Clearly um, we were a little bit too high on him. And it, it wasn't just you, it was me too. Bit. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of I mean, I wasn't even high on Baker Mayfield. I just thought he was like, okay. Um, yeah. Ryan Francis is asking. He got to start somewhere in the flex here. Zonovan Knight. Travis Homer, Mostert, or Dalton Schultz, full PPR. Um, I think it's close, like good options here, but I'm going to go Zonovan Knight. Yeah, 
John tonight is a pick for me too. Uh, he's he's looked good the past few weeks, and he's pretty much a default. It seems like a lot of people have questions about John tonight, and yeah. I'm I'm pretty much locked and loaded with him. You know, as a wire, uh, not wide receiver, RB two this week. So if you're starting my flex, like I, I think that's as good as you can ask. We have, we like the same questions over and over again. Another, you know, Blaze is asking, "What's up, dude?" He's asking. He's torn now between Rashad White, Mostert, Homer, Deontay Foreman. Rashad White is the play if Fournette's out. If Fournette's not out, who you, who are you going with, Homer or Foreman? I would go Foreman, I think. Okay. I mean, Seattle's defense isn't fantastic. Josh Jacobs tore him up two weeks ago. Obviously, it's Josh Jacobs. But Deontay Foreman, we've seen him. You know, he has his games where he just gets a ton of carries. And he's not super efficient, but it's okay because he still goes over 100 yards. He can score a touchdown. So I would start Foreman if Leonard Fournette played over Rashad White. The Panthers are going to have to keep this game close if Foreman is going to get a big workload. Um, that's yeah. the only concern. Game script is a concern there, but he has the highest upside uh, among any of these running backs, to be honest. You can roll into this matchup with the hope that Sam Darnold, you know, looks like the Sam Darnold that he was last week, where he was actually just, you know, good enough, and that he makes DJ more efficient, and that the ba- offense is balanced to the point where they stay in a competitive game. I think you can ride that uh, optimism a little bit. Kate Smith is asking, would you start Travis Etienne or DeAndre Swift this week? This is a good one. I'm going I would go. Swift, though. Yeah, I would go Swift too. Like last week was just like a taste. You know, this is what you've been waiting for. If we could get that this week, it's a fantastic matchup against Minnesota's defense. And we've seen pass catching running backs do very well uh, against Minnesota. So I would definitely start Swift this week. Um, it's ETN's going to be a high scoring game. Yeah. ETN's playing against a pretty tough Titans defense. Obviously, they got torn up, but that was by AJ Brown, um, not by the running backs. So I, I think that Swift is my pick for this one. Agreed. Agreed. I am going to open up underdog here. Uh, we're we are doing a battle royale uh, right now, and we're gonna I'm gonna enter the contest. So by the way, if you do sign up for Underdog, uh, make sure you use the code UPPERHAND because you're gonna end up doubling your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Code UPPERHAND. Okay. Every single week, you can draft the team for that specific slate. So in this specific in in this week, battle royale week fourteen, five dollar entry, two hundred twenty five thousand dollars in prizes. They have other ones as well with the $10 entries you know with less people participating for $30,000 in prizes they have a $100 entry with even less participants for $25,000 in prizes so depending on what you want to do we're going to go with the battle royale re14 $5 entry $225,000 in prizes there's only six, six people per draft six rounds you ready Zach yeah let's do it let's do it so we're going to wait until this fills up once it fills up, we're going to be able to start drafting, and it's filled. We're waiting on two more people, and we'll we'll wait wait on that. In the meantime, let's see if we can answer a quick question. Uh, I have one here that looks pretty interesting. Okay, go for it. So, Seawalk, if that's how I'm pronouncing that correctly, is asking for flex pick one. It looks like Gabe Davis, Rashad White, Jacoby Myers, or Travis Homer. What do you think of this? Wait, what do you make of this? It's two two. Two all right receivers. Obviously, Gabe Davis has been quiet recently. I'm not starting either of these wide receivers over these running backs this week. You think so? If, assuming that Fournette's out. Yeah. Gabriel Davis has a really tough matchup. Um, by the way, our draft is starting in 40 seconds, so we have a little bit of time. Um, I'm not starting Gabriel Davis. He has a tough matchup. Myers, you know, hasn't been super dependable. I do like his matchup this week, but hasn't been super dependable. If Fournette's out, I'm going Rashad White. If Fournette's in, I'm going Travis Homer. All right, so... Uh, I'm I'm partial to receivers. You know this. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I guess Jacoby Myers, like I said, he's ailing a little bit, so I would maybe leave him out. This looked a little bit closer. Obviously, you want to say, oh, start Gabe Davis, but he hasn't had that upside in weeks that we drafted him to have. So he's kind of been cooling off. I think I would go with Rashad White. And I think and like with most of our questions, it comes down to is Leonard Fournette playing? If Leonard Fournette plays, maybe I would play Homer. But you've yeah, probably, no, I, you I, could I, probably gather from what we've said, you know, obviously maybe if he was watching the show, um, who, we, who we'd be starting because it's, it's a pretty similar situation. Yeah, I hear that. All right. This draft has started. We got the sixth spot, so we're at the turn, okay? Um, yeah. So basically we can pick – here's how the lineup works. One quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a tight end. Um, that's it's one each. That's it. No flex. No, no. So, so how it works is, let's see. I'm looking at it right now. So you can start one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one flex, and one tight end. All right. That's that. That's where you're starting here. All right. And we are going to be on the clock. So Justin Jefferson was taken at 101. Travis Kelsey at 102. Stefan Diggs at 103. I'm on Rye 104, Jamar Chase at 105. We are on the clock right now. Who are we going with here? Derrick Henry has historically been pretty good. Christian McCaffrey, too, yeah. He is. Christian McCaffrey looking. Tony Pollard against Houston? Should we just do it? Should we go back to back? Let's do Tony Pollard here, dude. What do you think? Are you, are you on board with that? I feel yeah, like you're we, we have another pick after this. That's fine. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, Definitely. let's do it. We got Tony Pollard. Should we do Christian the McCaffrey? 106. Yeah, let's do it, dude. Well, how how many running backs can we? Oh, we have a flex. A flex. Right? Yeah. So, okay, perfect. Let's do if it. Christian right, McCaffrey so going... or Tony Pollard's are flex, like, I'm cool with that. There we go. So we got Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey. What a start, baby. Actually, you know, being at the turn here is kind of nice. Yeah, because you there's know. if we're only drafting we six rounds, you get back-to-back picks. Like That's, that's really good. Yeah, exactly. So we got Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey uh, at the at the one hundred six and one and two one. Um, so we're only we're about like five picks away. So in the meantime, let's let's hit up another question here. Connor's asking, my whole team is out with a buy. <laughs> Would you go Shark <laughs> Shark or Najoku at flex in a standard league? This is a good question here. Yeah. Okay. If if Amari Cooper's out. You going Njoku? I just probably feel like it would have to be. I mean, Njoku, but the the thing is, I was going to say, oh, Njoku, you know, he's a big play threat. You know, he catches a lot of yards. He doesn't have to catch so many balls to get a bunch of yards, but Chark is the same thing. And Chark's in a really good matchup. So it's, yes. I might want to lean Chark. I think because of that The offense, obviously, for the Lions has been really good as of late. And, you know, I, I think starting a tight end, I think you have, he's liable to put up a zero. Not maybe, also, maybe not zero, a, also a, a tight end, also a tight end who we haven't seen rapport with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right. That's true. So, so I, that's another thing. That one got cleared up pretty quickly. So you just got to talk it out. That's that's all you got to do. That's it. You got to talk it out. All right, we're four picks away, but let's look at who's on the clock here. Um, so we got Pollard. We got McCaffrey. Do we? Um, do you think we grab like? So we can pick, we can, so, so we have our flex and we have our running back. So we need a quarterback. We need two wide receivers and we need a tight end here. Yeah. Are are we going Mark Andrews? Would that give us Mark Andrews? Never mind. I was going to say, we should because Tyler Huntley is a quarterback. Man. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And it's a decent matchup too. Um, Let's see. Do you think we got to get some receivers in here? Yeah. Let's take a look at what receivers are available. We got Metcalf, who I like this week against Carolina, T Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Devontae Smith, Chris Godwin. Um, 
I'm thinking we take maybe one of these Seattle wide receivers and then maybe like Chris Godwin, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a good. I think that would be good. You know, uh, quarterbacks available: Dak Prescott, Geno, Jared Goff. 14 seconds left on the clock. Kirk Cousins, Tyler Huntley. Should we wait on go quarterback? Grab, go grab a Seahawks receiver first. I think that's what we want, right? Like Are we going Metcalf? Metcalf? Yeah, let's go Metcalf. Let's do it. All right, we picked him with three seconds left on the clock. All right, all right, and then we got. Uh, DeAndre Swift is available, but we, we don't need him. Okay, wide receiver, <laughs> uh, Tyler Lockett. We could go. We can go. Uh, Chris Godwin. That's kind of appealing to me. Then maybe we wait on quarterback. Yeah, we could. What about Christian Kirk? I know he's there. I'm not sure. What do you I don't like him? his matchup this week. All right, that's fair. Remember, All I right, got Chris Godwin go at, at wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, go, go Chris Godwin. He gets. Let's do it. Twelve. Like he it. gets twelve. He gets twelve targets at clockwork anymore. Good days. matchup against the 49ers defense, who lets up a lot of points out of the, out of the slot. So yep. we're going with – so I, I like this so far, man. Pollard, yeah. McCaffrey, Metcalf, and Godwin. You know, I think I think all these guys could have a so big week. What, so now we got to like cover, cover tight end and quarterback with these next two picks, right? You, you know also like why I like going a little bit, you know, out of order is because you want to differentiate yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. We're, we're, this is a tournament um, with a lot of people in it. So we're trying to just like, you know, go crazy and try to hit it out of the park. So we need a tight end. Okay. Oh, maybe we should have went Dalton Schultz instead of... I don't know, because what happens in these games is, you know, Dallas, the, if Dallas would go game up, script? the game script screws them, and Dallas, you forget, they have four tight ends that they use. They have Schultz, well, last they have week, Hendershot, they have last Ferguson. Last week, though, yeah. Dalton Schultz's rap participation went through the roof, 90%. So we might see that the rest of the way, which I'm very excited to see. Um, if you had to pick one of these tight ends here, we're three three picks away. Frymuth is available. Kittle, well, not anymore. Kittle's available. Dulcich, Najoku, Knox. I'm kind of leaning Najoku here. That's what I'm going to say. Najoku, I would go with that too. Like I was originally going to say Dulcich, but then I thought if Najoku's still there and Amari Cooper might not play, you know, this could this could be interesting. We haven't seen, right? We haven't seen Najoku and Deshaun Watson play yet together. So who knows? Maybe there's something there. Hey, man, right? shoot for the ceiling, right? Yeah, maybe there's something there. All right, so Najoku, is a, Najoku just got taken right before us. Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, quarterbacks available. Should we go with the stack with Geno Smith? That could that could increase our upside, yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's that. a good matchup, yeah. The, the available quarterbacks, Dak, Geno, Goff, Cousins, Huntley. Yeah, we're going yeah. Geno here. Okay, and then we got to pick a tight end, dude. It's basically between Dulcich? Kittle and Dulcich. I think Dulcich has more upside. I think Dulcich. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. Because for some reason, Russell Wilson's targeting the crap out of him. And, you know, obviously he's he's athletic. You know, he's a good tight end probably. But he he was doing that with Cortland Sutton on the field and Jerry Judy. It makes no sense. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I, I think Dulcich is a pick. That was exciting. Uh, so we got Geno Smith at quarterback. <laughs> running backs, let's do it. Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey at running back. Metcalf uh, and Godwin at wide receiver, and then Greg Dulcich at tight end. We waited on tight end. I like it. I like it. And that's yeah. it. That was the whole draft. That's all. Is that that's easy, guys? That's how easy guys? it is. Yep. All right. Uh, go ahead and join one of these contests. This one was only a five dollar entry, so not bad at all. Okay. Yeah. To win um, your share, to win a cut of two hundred twenty five thousand. Yes, please. Yeah, two hundred twenty five thousand dollar in prizes in this one. First place gets twenty five G's. If you're anywhere between, uh, you know. 100th place and 200th place, you still win 100 bucks. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of prizes available um, for you. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, try it out, guys. Um, also, I'm going to be putting out my underdog pickums as well over on my Instagram. Um, I'll give you a little bit of preview of what I do like this week. I like Mark Andrews to have a good game. 56 and a half receiving yards. This is total. He could see a little bit of a boost with Tyler Huntley like we saw last year. Um, right. I like uh, – who else do I like in this game? Um, Christian Kirk under 69 and a half receiving yards. I think, you know, you know he's been up and down. I think this is going to be one of his more down games this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I like the under on his pass attempts. 29 and a half pass attempts is one of the reasons why I like Miles Sanders over his 14 and a half rushing attempts. Um, there's a bunch of them, guys, this week. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, I like his over 50 and a half. I love Garrett Wilson's over this week. Garrett Wilson's over. What, what is that sitting at? 62 and a half. Come on. What are we doing yeah. here? Okay. With Mike White? Um, Come on. Mike White. <laughs> and then Chris Godwin, too. His line is sitting at 50 at 58 and a half. We just mentioned him. So go over to Underdog, download the app, go to underdogfantasy.com. Uh, you can click the link in our description here as well. Uh, and use the code upper hand to double your first deposit up to $100. All right. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got to talk about underdog for. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Let's go ahead and start answering some more questions. Got this one from Connor here. PPR, flex play, Devontae Smith, Bam Knight, Rashad White, pick one. Um, I, you know, if Fournette's out here, I'm going white. If Fournette's in, I'm going Bam Knight over Devontae Smith, personally. I It's closer for me between Zonovan Knight and Devontae Smith than it is Rashad White. I, mean, I, okay, I like so Rashad you, White, but I, it's the choice for me is between Devontae Smith and Bam Knight. I still yeah. go Zonovan Knight, I think, because okay. A.J. Brown is just that guy. So we'll see how it goes. Who are you starting between G.J. Shark and Travis Homer this week? Assuming that you know we have both DJ Dallas out and um, Kenneth Walker out. I, I think Homer. And it's not really yeah. close for me because if you can have that type of locked in workload, you know, it might not be 25 carries, but I think it's at least 17 or 18 opportunities. If you can get that at your flex spot, you know, you're sitting pretty. I, I like that. I like Homer there, um, even though DJ Shark has a really good matchup. Would you start DJ Shark or Greg Dortch? Aaron is asking. 
and if you're in a PPR league and Rondell Moore, you know that Rondell Moore is out. Like, you you going Dorch here? Maybe. Oh, so tough. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I think so. I think I would go Dorch just because DeAndre Swift, you know, is back. And the Lions looks like they're going to have their full complement of weapons for like the first time. I mean, obviously last week they had it too, but they're going to be have you know a little continuity week to week with their full complement of weapons. So there's a lot of weapons there on the Lions' offense. Including Jamison Williams. Let's see yeah, if he gets no, some more offensive crazy. snaps too. Oh, that's so exciting. You know, obviously the expectations aren't very high for him, but imagine if he, you know, goes on a run at the end of the season. What do you think that would do for his draft stock next season? Like, that could be big. 100%. Everyone who drafted him in, in these Dynasty rookie drafts are hoping for a lot too. Yeah. Um, Cade Smith's asking, triple flex, which three should I start? Pacheco, Pierce, Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson, Hollywood Brown and Travis Etienne. Wow. I think I'm going to eliminate Pierce. Yeah. I'm going to eliminate Pacheco. Yep. Get him out and of I'm here. Gonna le- and I'm going to leave it between Keenan Allen, Garrett Wilson, Hollywood, and Etienne. I think I'm going to start Keenan Allen and Garrett for sure. Yeah. Would you agree? Like those are the top two here? Yeah. Definitely. Who would your third one be between Hollywood and Etienne? I'm going with the three receivers. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. I, I love the receivers, especially Hollywood Brown. You know, he has a really good rapport. He got a lot of targets last week. The production didn't match it. I think that could catch up to him this week. Garrett Wilson, obviously, I think he's a perfect, he's a really good start with Mike White at quarterback. And then Keenan Allen, you know, is obviously getting it done with Justin Herbert. It's nothing against ETN. I just like the upside of these other guys. Um, there are much better offenses, I think, than ETN is and etn's been on a bit of a cold spell he hasn't had the usage that we've liked to see not so many targets if he gets back to that you know i would maybe consider him but i like the receivers in this one robert alcala is asking flex one demarcus robinson juju or hunt i think regardless right of whether kawan williams plays or not i think i'm gonna go juju yeah it has to be kareem hunt has been a non-factor after you know last season it looked like you know, he was actually going to be a good part of this offense. So far, hasn't been the case. And then Demarcus Robinson, he was a one-hit wonder. Um, I, I, he doesn't have the weak, really weak reliability and potential upside that Juju has. Seawalk is asking, flex one, Singletary, Gallup, or Dulcich? And he's already playing Jerry Judy. Who are you hmm. going with here? I don't like starting tight ends in my flex. So that kind of leaves Dulcich out. Um, I think if you're shooting for upside... I'd go with Gallup. If you want a floor, I'd go Singletary. Dulcich, like I said, I, I'm tempted to say him, but starting a tight end, it's just he could have just like a two catch game, and I, I don't like that op, that potential in my flex spot. Gallup could get just and just, just not just as many targets, but a lot more targets than Dulcich this week. And Singletary is going to have some rushing opportunities, so I, I would start Gallup for the upside, Singletary for the floor. What do you think? I think I agree with you. Um, and I also don't want to play two Broncos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't want to no, do that's that. right. <laughs> it's already a bad <laughs> offense. It's like playing two Rams or something like that at this point. Uh, Aaron, another question from Aaron. Everett or Dulcich? I think I'm going to go Everett. Yeah, I, I like the off- offense more. But the only thing about Everett is that he's competing with now a lot of pass catchers between Keen Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Austin Eckler. You know, you have to wonder if they're going to be enough targets to go around. But then Everett Dulcich has, is competing with Russell Wilson. Yes, that is true. <laughs> however, however, it seems like Russell Wilson likes to target Dulcich. You know, he had a couple down games. 
in between. Tell that obviously. to me when I was starting yeah, Dulcich yeah, yeah. for of the course. three weeks before this past you're, game. Tell that to you're me. A li- you're a little bit biased, but you know I'm a little butthurt. He, he, That's why he, he he gets the targets. That's the thing. Um, he the production might not be there because this, this is a bad offense. It's funny to say, but if you want a re- more reliable floor, I, I think that Dulcich might be my play this week. I'm going Everett. Brian Thomas is asking Geno Smith or or Justin Herbert. I like Geno's upside way more. So go Geno or Brian. We're not going to convince you otherwise. Yeah. That's it. I, I have them very they're very similar quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think in terms of their fantasy production. Um I, I like I'm not Justin gonna Herbert's... convince I, I don't want to convince yeah, no. him off of him if he already like kind of likes him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. I mean chances so like listen, if you have in the situations like that where they're very close, if you have somebody that you know, you like this week, just just go with your gut. You yeah. know, nine times out of ten, you're gonna feel much better about having gone with your gut, and then you know maybe they have a bad performance. Then if you, you know, if you yank them and then they have a good performance on your bench, and you'll be like, exactly, why did I overthink it? So exactly. I would just leave it in. Just go with your gut and don't don't overthink it. Nine times, not maybe not nine times out of ten, but most times, it's just gonna be better for your team overall and the way you feel about your team um, moving forward. Deontay Foreman has no injury designation going into this weekend. So it's a great sign for him that he'll be good to right. go. Um, Brian Thomas is asking, Corey Davis or Adam Thielen half-point PPR? This is close. These two are like the exact same <laughs> role on their offense. They're both the veteran receiver with limited upside, but they could catch eight passes and have 16 points. So <laughs> I think I lean... I'm leaning Thielen. Yeah, uh, that's what I think too. Because Garrett Wilson's there, and they have talent in the backfield in New York, you know. So uh, I, I think, yeah, I'll go with Thielen. Not that they don't have talent in the backfield. I, in I like Thielen. I, I like Thielen that you know because of the fact that you know they double teamed Garrett. I mean, they um double teamed Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson last time. Thielen had a good game in that game. So I think it's one of those situations where you know Thielen might be open more often than normal. The matchup is. Bad. Um, yeah, I would say so. Jordan Chavez is asking, would you start Mac Jones or Brock Purdy? Go Mac Jones, man. Mac yeah, Jones. I, I feel like you have to because we don't know what we're going to get with Brock Purdy. I, I would it's such Mac a good Jones. matchup for Mac Jones. The last time yeah. he had a good matchup against Minnesota, he put up a big game. He could have had a bigger game if they didn't call that, you know, Travis. The touchdown. Well, I'm sorry. What was it? Hunter Henry touchdown. Hunter Henry. A non-touchdown. So, it it should have um, been a yeah. Yeah, go Matt Jones. Matt Jones or Dak Prescott? Dak. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, uh, I'm going with that just because we have, and this is the one thing, and I might be, you know, leaning this way towards Dak more than others just because I've seen him do it because I watch their games every week. But Dak has this thing where he does fantastic. And even if the game script ends up being, you know, they're up by multiple touchdowns and they pull him from the game. He's gone up. He's put out, put up like 25, 30 points in one half before. Yeah. I it think he's definitely be that, safer. Yeah. It could be that type of game this week. Agreed. Tony Stark is asking Jamal, Homer, or Brita if the injuries align. Um, I think I'm still going Jamal Williams here over all these guys. Would you agree? If the injuries align, meaning I guess that means Walker's out and Saquon's out. Right. I might start Homer over Jamal Williams just because I thought you liked Brita over Homer. No, no. I said I'm tempted to say it. 
I'm gotcha. not sure. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now I'm gonna mind. have to, I'm gonna have to listen back to the podcast because I might be a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't think I am though. I think I remember saying I'm tempted to say Breida, but I eventually agreed with you on Homer. I would maybe start Homer because, like I said, Jamal Williams works exclusively in the ground game, and if there's no touchdown, then Jamal Williams is going to do a whole lot for you. Where Homer, like I said, he could be in the 18 opportunity range. Some of that's going to come from the pass. Uh, I, th- I think inevitably. So I would go with Homer in this situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm think, I think I'm going Jamal. I think. All right. Um, is asking any worries of playing both Connor and Hollywood? No, no, it's a good offense. Pretty good matchup. Uh, I think that's fine. Uh, Follow up question from Tony. Are we worried about T Higgins hamstring? Uh, I don't think so because he's back at practice today in, in yeah. full uniform. So he should be fine. Um, let's see. This is going to be the last question here, guys. I'm going to pick one last question. Let me see if you see anything that doesn't have to do with any of these running backs that we've been talking about. Oh, here we go. Roy Cease is asking, Kansas City wide receivers available on the wire include MVS and Kadarius Tony. Would you drop Isaiah McKenzie for either of these guys? If so, which Kansas City wide receiver of those two? I would. I would drop Isaiah McKenzie for Kadarius Tony if I'm looking for upside. If I'm looking for a play this week, I'll play McKenzie. But if I'm looking for, if I can think future, later down the line, playoff time, championship time, Kadarius Tony screams. He doesn't scream league winner, but if I had to choose between him or Isaiah McKenzie, he would be the guy. Yeah, I, I'm. That's what I was gonna say. As far as you know, this week I'm okay with playing McKenzie. But uh, if I'm talking long term, like you said, I, I don't need to repeat you. I disagree with Faraz. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna call it here. We appreciate you guys. I hope this helped. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday uh, doing a bunch of questions. I think I don't know where I'm gonna do it from. I'm, I'm gonna be in New York City watching the games. I think. So I'll do it from somewhere, maybe like a sports bar or something like that. So, but I'll, I will be going live Sunday morning to answer some last minute start sick questions. But I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, that would mean the world to us. We'd really appreciate if you could do that. Um, and yeah, I'll, we'll talk to you guys. Make sure you sign up for Underdog. Use code UPPERHAND when you sign up so you get the bonus. Take it easy, guys. Later. Later.